How's it going, everybody? Hi. Welcome back to the Beso Profundo podcast. <laughs> Hello. What? It's Hello. a Sam intro. Well, that doesn't yeah. happen all the time. We did a little switcheroo today. My name is Sam. Oh, we, we, got, we got you. I'm Jonathan. Hello. Yeah, this is this is BP. I know. That's us. Hello. This is the, this is the show that we do. Beso Profundo. BP. BP time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. What's today's episode, Jonathan? Oh shit, we're keeping it going. We're we're flipped. Yeah, oh, fuck. we're flipped. That's we're right. flopped. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, last time when once we left our heroes, us, we were in the middle of our Kendrick Lamar episode talking about the episode uh and the track album. Fuck. Talking about the album. I can't do I can't be Sam. This is so hard. um we're talking about the album damn by kendrick lamar and we got like like we got halfway through it i think we got to like track seven because we were talking about our favorites we were talking about like the release all the awards that he has like his background and some fun facts about him and stuff like that which is really cool but that takes up a lot of time and mm. i've noticed and i've mentioned this to you before is that like we you know we're, we're not afraid of two uh like two episodes like uh, one topic taking up multiple episodes and it right. just kind of seems like the theme is like usually that it's the albums that do this because there's like so much ground to cover and like we kind of obviously we do some background we talk about fun stuff we have a good time but then there's right. like 14 tracks to this one and like with post malone there was 17 tracks on that one yeah that also, one was I, long oh my god and also can i say that episode was a fucking bitch and a half to to fucking uh edit like Oh my god, I remember. Is that the one that we you had do- to redo because I fucked it up? I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, gonna I, I was it. gonna <laughs> No, I mean you you said it, yeah. Like cause so cause we use Podcastle to edit and we just like literally all we do is we use like the auto leveling and then we kind of like do our thing with like we edit and we chop pieces up. But like if you use the magic dust AI, it sort of like brings everything sort of into the middle and it literally adds AI. So if you're like me and you talk really loud and dynamic and you s- scream and you like your pitch fluctuates, it like sounds weird and like robotic and not right. And so like Sam put and did use the magic dust on it and then started editing. <laughs> and then I was like, I literally went into the edit and I was like, Sam, no, fuck. And I didn't want to tell you because I think you were like, it was like the weekend, so you were away. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want her to think about it. So I just started, I just kept editing. And it was like, two, it was like a two hour episode. And I was like, this fucking sucks. I'm so sorry. You should have, you should have left it for me. I would have, I would have fixed it. Yeah, I, I, I sprinkled some pixie dust on that shit because I thought that that was the same thing as auto leveling. Turns out it's not. So that's, that's a good thing, you know. It, yeah, it was not pixie dust. It was poop dust, and the episode turned in into shit. So I redid it. Oh, <laughs> oh but yeah, no, 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 no. But it's fine. It's literally fine. Like I, I. I weirdly enjoy editing now. I mean, in small bursts, like that one was just hard because it was like two hours of just the episode. But obviously, like when you're like splicing and recording and 
putting stuff together, it ends up being longer than two hours. So I think it was like mm-hmm. two nights when I was up till two, not because of the episode. I'm just, when I don't have work the next day, I stay up to like two or three anyways. So I remember I was just like up being like, what do I do? I'll, I'll, I'll let the episode. And I was just fucking burning my retinas out looking at this like bright white screen in the dark because Podcastle doesn't have a dark mode. Yeah. I wish so it did. silly of them. Ah, Podcastle, please, dark mode. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we have a little bit more to go on Kendrick. So we were, like, talking, I think, um, just to recap in the last episode, our favorites, uh, mine from one, two, and three, were Fear, Humble, and then XXX. There was also kind of, like, Duckworth that I was like, mm, do I, is that, like, my favorite? Is that, like, my number four? I don't know. So... It's just kind of of like a floaty one where I'm like, I like that. I like them both in their fighting. Right. My three favorites in one, two, three order is love featuring Zakari element and loyalty featuring Rihanna. And I also love Duckworth. That might be my number four. It's just good. It's literally it's in both of our lists for a reason. It goes super hard and I I really really like it. Um, so why don't we just keep it going and let's do number seven, which is pride. And we can do, why don't we do like the little, little switch off, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do this one. And then, uh, how about you do the next one? Cool. Sounds good to me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so track seven, Pride. Uh, Pride is an, well, all of these are all, all in capital letters. So just keep in mind, Pride. Ooh. Uh, it is an introspective track that continues the album's strong religious themes. Consider Proverbs 11.2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Uh, Kendrick dives deep. Beso Profundo dives deep. Ooh, Brandon, mm-hmm. that is our trademark. Kendrick Lamar dives deep into his own pride and his recognition as one of the best rappers alive, causing tension between his ideals and his actions. The vocal pitch varies from high to low throughout the song, which reflects the contrast between his ideals and his actions. Pride is often considered the original and most serious of the deadly sins. It is, I mean, a wrath is pretty deadly, but like, you know, how you use pride. Um, it is the direct perversion of the humility that makes humans more godlike and like also like being humble like humility and like humbleness they sort of go hand in hand you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah and so uh some of the lyrics in pride is that i thought was like pretty significant uh it is it goes, a perfect world is never perfect, only filled with lies. Promises are broken and more resentment come alive. Race barriers make inferior of you and I. See, in a perfect world, I'll choose faith over riches. I'll choose work over bitches. I'll make school out of prison. I'll take all the religions and put them in one service just to tell them we ain't shit, but he's perfect world. And I think that is pretty cool. There is a, another uh, line that I think is just like really interesting. Um, I think it's like later in the song where he says, I don't trust people enough beyond the surface world. Don't love people enough to put my faith in man. I put my faith in these lyrics, hoping I make a band. I understand I ain't perfect. I probably won't come around. This time I might put you down. Last time I ain't give a fuck. I still feel the same now. My feelings might go numb. You're dealing with cold thumb. 
And then later in the song, he says, I can't fake humble just because your ass insecure. Mm. So, which I, I really like that in the way that those two things sort of play together. Um, and like the beat itself, it's, it's, it's a lot more like spoken word in some of the, in some of those parts, especially where he says, I don't I trust people enough beyond the surface. Like, it's like, it has like a very, it has like a very chill vibe. Um, and so he's, he's sort of like stating it sort of as a matter of fact, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I really enjoy the beginning. The opening has this sort of choral, um, I believe it sounds like all tenor voices, um, sort of like this corral of sound and it's mm-hmm. so pretty. And there's quite a few other tracks on the album that have this sort of like, uh, men's choir intro mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. sort of like acapella and it's, it sounds so pretty and it's such a good intro to the song, especially too like, because this beat is like a little bit mellow. So like to mm-hmm. have that sort of like chorale opening, it just yeah. adds a lot of like depth and dimension to the song. Do you know what it feels like to me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I couldn't get this out of my mind, but like this sort of like acapella E like, you know, like the layered men singing in the intro, it feels very Jacob Collier. Mm, yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I was just like thinking that the entire time. I'm like, oh, this like the way that like the stuff that he does with his layering, I just thought was like very like, ooh, I like this. This is like super my jam. Yeah. Um, but so with the song, like obviously, like we're talking about like his own pride. Like he he's the best, and like he knows he's the best. He's talking about. Um, like the difference between him and like other people, like race barriers make inferior of you and I, uh, me, I wasn't taught to share, but care and another life. Surely I was there. Maybe I wasn't there. Um, then he also says when he says cold thumb, I'm pretty sure that's in a reference to like when someone like texts you and like you ghost them, like giving them the cold shoulder, like, Ooh, cold thumb. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not going to reply to that pity parties and functions and you and yours. Like, he's like, people are like, Oh, I didn't make it. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's not helping anything. I'm not just going to be like, Oh no, what? That sucks. So, all right. So also in the song pride, it says uh, Kendrick references something called an indigenous disposition. He, he literally says indigenous disposition feel like we don't uh, feel like we belong here. And I was trying to figure out what that meant. Cause like you were like, Oh, define indigenous disposition. And like, I didn't even think about that. So I'm glad you like wrote it down. And what I found was it was on a website called hood literati. Uh, and it's defined sort of two ways, not like defined officially. It sort of seemed like it was like a blog post style kind of thing Mm. you know what i mean and this person said uh knowing you belong to a place a city a block a particularly mundane house on an embarrassingly mundane plot of land home that is your home uh and then also when home ain't no home no more because some motherfucker decides you no longer belong when condos overcome two flats and their residents idle along the sidelines as you power through your fourth uh your fourth stop and frisk of the day when your homie takes a bullet to the chest and you overhear someone speak of neighborhood improvement declining crime rates positive reform and i was like damn that is like that is like like a stark difference but 
I definitely see where like these parallels are being drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I was I'm intrigued by all of Kendrick's lyrics because they're so poetic. Mm-hmm. And aside from just I the way I feel like indigenous disposition just like rolls off the tongue, I also just was very curious about what he meant by it. And so that's what kind of sparked my interest in trying to find the definition. But it is really interesting to see like how, just how different these two things are. And as someone who lives currently and also has lived in the past in um, a neighborhood that has been gentrified, I can't even imagine like the second definition that we have where you know, home ain't home no more because some other fucker decided you no longer belong, like how that feels for the people here, you know, who have lived here for generations and generations and just to have people come in and quote positive reform as the definition says. Yeah. Like it's very idealistic. Right. And like how much of it is actually helpful displacing all these people and, you know, trying to, in a lot, and I mean, in a lot of ways, in New York, in the city, like that's what happens to these gentrified neighborhoods. They come in, and the city comes in, and they bulldoze a bunch of apartment buildings down that are like you know affordable housing, and they put up these expensive buildings. Yep, condominiums that like nobody can afford except for like the uber rich people, and and it's right. just I can't imagine like what what that feels like you're gonna say you're gonna see a little bit of a uh, of, of a change in audio quality just for like a couple of minutes because uh, we had like a little bit of a crash when it comes to our uh, our studio and then sam just switched her thing over sam say hello hello hopefully it okay, sounds much, a lot better a thousand times better but also piggybacking Amazing. off of what you said earlier it's like it's sort of the trope that like when it comes to certain types of neighborhoods, like you don't want them to be too nice so that property values go up and the people who live there can't afford to live there anymore. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what I don't know what show it was, but I remember seeing something that was like, oh, you know, these these two people move into a house and they put flowers on their like in front of their front steps and everything like that. And like the next day they come out and the, uh, the flowers are destroyed and they're like, Oh, what the fuck? And so they like do it again. And they're like, Oh, we're going to catch whoever did this. And it turns out it's like a couple of like, I think it's like old people that come and do that. And they're like, why would you do that? And they're like, if you make it too nice around here, then, you know, the city's going to come around and be like, Oh, it's, it's nice. Wow. It's really nice. And like, and then, you know, obviously property values go up, taxes go up, whether that relates to your mortgage or how much, like I said, property tax that you pay per year. Cause it's like, and it's weird. Cause recently I have been subject to that. Cause I used to live in Salem and then we moved away and I went to live in the Berkshires and I came, I tried to come back as close as I could to this area, but like I was completely priced out and I couldn't come back. Even like apartments are absolutely shockingly, disgustingly expensive. And I'm like, yeah. wow. So I got as close as I could with, with, while being reasonable. So it's like, this definitely rings true to the indigenous disposition that uh, the person on Hood Literati is, is talking about. And obviously, definitely. our experiences differ 
greatly from the lived experiences that Kendrick has has been unfortunately privy to because Mm -hmm. Yeah, like because we we come from two different worlds and we are in a certain privileged situation and it's good that he is doing good now but obviously from his lyrics and he just tries to speak from his from himself is that he he knows what he's rapping about. So yeah. It is every every track on this album is weighty. It carries like a heft and burden of a lived lifetime of firsthand wealth. If you know what that, like, if, if you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, because he knows what he's talking about. He's like, yep, I've seen this. People come, come and try to do this. Like, I, I lived it. I lived that. This is this is my life. And then he, he yeah. and how he's how he's even clapping back at like Fox News and being like, I'm just telling you what happened to me. I don't know why you're trying to shit on me. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. It's like it it, ugh, it doesn't make any sense, and it's infuriating that yeah. you know people react that way. Yeah, the exactly. True experiences, like true lived experiences. Do you know what they should do? Be humble, which we're ah, moving to. Tr- ah, I got yeah, you, Coming on to track eight. Uh, why don't you tell me about humble? Because I'm pretty sure humble is your number. No, it's not. Oh no, it's mine. It's yours. Oh, fuck. It's my number two. I number love this two. song. I was like, why is this song significant somehow? And my brain is like, hey, you dumb sack of shit. You you chose it. What are you talking about? I do like this one a lot, though. It is uh, one of his bests for sure. It is. I I really like it. Um, like the the like the beginning is like very like he's like nobody pray for me it's been that day for me and then like, you're like you're like oh yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like the the beat on this one like literally all i want to do is like go in my car i want to turn the bass and the treble up like this beat it gives me like stink face i'm like mm. i like it it's so funky I, I really like it. Like that's yeah. all I, I it's it's really great. Um so ah oh god what 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 can yeah. we say about it as as it comes to what it means and what it means to Kendrick. So humble is basically about Kendrick's struggles with fame and success and his desire to remain humble. And it's funny because your transition was so nice into the song. I was I also going to try to transition and say that like for like all the shit that he's been through and everything he still goes through and the fact that he is one of the best rappers of all time i think kendrick is very humble like i think he could be way more like he could be in your face about it right exactly but but you know he, he knows I think he damn well knows that he's one of the best and yeah. he's pretty humble about it. I think it kind of reminds me. Oh yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> his, like his pride shows in, in his songs. But as far as, as far as I know, I haven't seen too much of him, like, you know, gallivanting and showboating and like really like fluffing his feathers and peacocking yeah, like, exactly. o- outside of it. But like what, what really comes through is like literally he has, he has the line in his song. If I quit this season, I'll still be the greatest. 
like i if i quit your bm i still ride mercedes where he's like Mm -hmm. it's he yeah he's just like i fucking like you can't keep up with me like i could take i could i could not do anything this year and still be the baddest dude on the block and it reminds me of uh eminem and because like obviously ever like there there are rappers out there in the game who says don't fuck with eminem you just don't do that like you do not come for him because he will bite you he'll bite back Mm -hmm. at you and i think that's so funny is because do you know who did do you know who did step to eminem and was like oh fucking old man walk your ass back across the eight mile fucking machine gun kelly of all people what yeah you didn't hear about that no yeah machine gun kelly fucking wrote like i think i don't know if it was like a whole diss track but i know it was in a track as he like threw shade at uh at eminem and it was really funny because like everyone's like i think i think machine gun kelly did that eminem replied machine gun kelly replied again and then uh eminem fucking buried him and then Damn. people are like and then that's when uh, and that's when uh, machine gun kelly started doing pop punk and they're like eminem bodied him so viciously that he switched genres i thought he always did pop punk i i don't know all, all i know is that i i hold no shame because i was a flagpole kid at my school if you listen back to some of our previous episodes i define exactly what that means and is that like i'm all about it i'm about about it like fucking um all time low uh paramore i really like you know uh blink 182 like i, I really like pop punk and then machine gun kelly did a cover of a Paramore song, um, Misery Business, that mm. was auto-tuned to fucking Tartarus and back. And yeah. it was, I have, I hold no, uh, I hold no remorse in my heart when I say that it was absolute ass. Yeah, it was pretty garbage. You heard it? Yeah, I do yeah, remember I, that one. Machine Gun Kelly, you do some things right and some things you can't win them all. Yeah, I was like, "Damn!" Because I've been listening to that since fucking middle school, and I was like, "Oh!" But so that's mm-hmm. that's that's beside the point. We're getting away from Kendrick. Um, but yeah, he's like, he knows he's he's one of the greatest, and he's yeah. like one of the baddest dudes out there. So but he's like, I feel like he still could be an asshole about it, but he's just not. He's yeah, like he seems pretty chill about it. But so the song humble could also be a reference to the verse in the bible james 4 oh, colon 7 mama. i don't know how to say the bible verses is it just james 4 7 or is it yeah, like yeah. you have to say the colon oh, okay okay no, so no, no, james no colon. 4 7 it's gotcha. like leviticus three sixteen. okay so that verse says so humble yourselves before god resist the devil and he will flee from you so this also links to april 7th which is the date that kendrick told the industry to have their shit together i don't know how that exactly relates to the verse but to have their shit together Ooh, what does that mean let me look that up because it was sort of linked on genius where is that um basically saying like since this is going to be one of like the title tracks off of the album and 
I mean, it is. Humble is the most listened to on the album. It is, it is mm-hmm. like the, maybe even if it's not the title track, it is the most popular on it with like two, oh fuck, that is, yeah, that's like over two million plays um, over everything else. Damn. And yeah, and so he's basically saying, hey, I'm dropping my fucking dick on the table uh, with Humble on the 7th. You got until then to release some hot shit because it's going to be overshadowed. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then I, th- I also think it's funny is like how in the song he's like saying, hey, hey guys, sit down and be humble. Like mm-hmm. you got, you're because they're peacocking now. And he's like, hey, I'm the baddest guy around here. Why don't you calm your shit and everyone have a good time? So he's being like, hey, stay humble while he's being like, I'm I'm the I'm the coolest cat on the on the block right now. What's happening? Yeah. So he's so he he's like doing it in like a like a roundabout way, which I really enjoy. Yeah. No, me too for sure. So something I thought was cool was that Mike Will made it produce the beat. Mm. So the song, I'm sure you've heard it, it's super popular, features a deep piano riff and a banging 808 bass line. This style of production is a departure from the sound of Kendrick's previous jazz influence project to Pimp a Butterfly, which is also super, super popular album. Mm-hmm. It seems to reference the character Debo's theme song from the popular comedy movie Friday, which came out in 1995. Love Friday. Kendrick is also shown riding through the neighborhood on a bicycle in the music video, which is similar to Debo in Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, also, just like to say, R.I.P. John Witherspoon. Uh, that is also that is another movie uh, with Chris Tucker, and we talked about Chris Tucker uh, earlier when we talked about um, what is it, uh, Rush Hour. So mm. another another reference to Chris Tucker. That's Ice Cube and Chris. Oh. Yeah, D- Debo is one of the characters where he basically comes and like fucking robs them and like takes their bike. Oh, I've never seen the movie. I'm sorry. It's fucking hilarious. So the song debuted at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 on April 22nd, 2017, making it not only the highest charting song for Kendrick, but also one of the highest debuting hip hop singles since Love the Way You Lie by Eminem. Love the the song, I love that song, but I like part two better because Rihanna has a bigger part in it and she just sounds gorgeous anyways we're gonna talk yeah. about rihanna in the next track and i love her so <laughs> oh my god yeah, we'll get to um, it. Uh, so the song later hit number one on the charts on june 5th 2017 making it kendrick's first solo number one song and second number one song on the overall charts it's just cool it's just a fucking banger all around I, like sit down be humble, be humble. i Ooh. just hold love up, the beat up, of up, this one up. The 808 bass line, the bum bum It's so so funky, so funky. It's great. I I have I I, I can't say better things about the song. It's just because it it goes so hard, and I, it, I like I think I mentioned it in the last episode. It's a beat that beats you up going along with mm-hmm. the track, and it's just you just want to just like fucking thrash around during it. It's it's really great. And uh, great number one song on the on the album, uh, but coming to yeah. track number nine, which is Lust. I had a great time with Lust, honestly. Like I don't, I it's it's weird. Like you you hear it because like right when he says uh, I need some water, where it has like that that like I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's like a boom boom boom. 
it's it's literally like they're playing a beat in fucking reverse like it's an mm-hmm. inverted beat and i love that like i'm literally sitting here like the whole time and i'm like i, I listen to like like half the song without even touching the lyrics just because like mm-hmm. i i i could not get over the beat i just i i've never heard anything like that before it's super standout like damn Ex- excellent use of pauses change up where the beat cuts and it jumps back in to me this song feels the most like technical of mm-hmm. like all of the songs like it does so many different things that i really am like i this would be like if <laughs> if duckworth and xxx stopped fighting this would be like a number four or five for me yeah you know what i really like i'm listening to it now and i for the listeners i have these big ass headphones on i love the production in the beginning Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the the way the intro actually the the intro is a you know melodic line that goes throughout the song but the way that they produced it i don't know exactly what the technical name is called but it's going it's like audio spatial i guess it's like going from ear to ear And you can almost like feel it. It feels like a snake that's like going from your left ear to your right ear and then back around. It's like the sound like moves into your different ears. I didn't notice that. It's so sick. And I love when tracks do that because it's just so interesting. And it just, it makes like your music listening experience like 10 bajillion times better. But I love the production in this song. It's really, really something special. Yeah, this is definitely one to listen with your, like, (laughs) the difference between lust and humble. This is one to listen to into your headphones and you're just like bopping along. You're just like, oh, damn. In humble, you're going down the street. All your windows are rolled up. But the people in the fucking businesses going along that street are like, damn, dude, turn your music down. I can hear that shit clear as day in here. Mm hmm. Mm. Exactly. Oh, there's this uh, there's this one part. Uh, that I really like. It is at, uh, I believe, like a minute and 42 seconds. Like everything sort of like up until then has been very, has been like very slow and sort of like trancey and you're like vibing along with the beat. And then all of a sudden Kendrick sort of like, again, it's just what he does. He, He kicks it into like high gear. And then all of a sudden he's just like, it's like the the beat keeps rolling. It's like you're rolling a fucking rock down a mountain and it's like picking up speed and like bouncing and rolling and like getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And I it's 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 great. Also, uh lust, so you know, fucking to talk about talking about getting down and freaky uh quite a bit here. Yeah. What's, What's the counterpart the- to lust? The counterpart Oh, yeah, oh, with or like the, not the with counterpart, the, like what you were saying the, the other day. The the heavenly virtues, the seven dead, heavenly virtues. Thank you. Uh, yes, heavenly virtues. Um, I'm looking that up right now because I completely forgot like their own counterparts. I had to I had to look it up to be like, oh, hey, here we go. Uh, yes. So the opposite of lust is chastity, and chastity is oh, sort of like. Okay. It's sort of like abstinence. And when you think of it's kind of like in mythology where um, only uh, only the pure like 
virgin women can ride unicorns because they are just like they're untouched and they're and they're clean and so like that is like yeah like unicorns are sort of the uh the essence of chastity and purity in mythology like they like uh watch watch the movie the last unicorn honestly where like all the unicorns are like driven into the sea it's 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 an amazing movie but like Mm. then there's sort of the uh the mythology that also that like if a unicorn i don't remember where i heard this but it's like if a unicorn touches its horn to a um a impure body of water it will like cleanse it and turn it like clean kind of like uh honestly kind of like i don't know if you guys know pokemon but uh the pokemon suicune which is like one of the three Ah! legendary dogs yeah one of the three legendary dog pokemon uh from from the show where it's like if if its foot touches it it like turns bog water into like pure clean drinking water which i always think is really cool oh yeah i forgot how i got here i started talking about pokemon and my eyes glazed over (laughs) (laughs) oh man but hey i love pokemon and you know what track 10 is love featuring zakari yep Oh man, ten! And I love this one. This is my uh, we, numero uno. We love love around here. Sam, tell me about love. So love finds Kendrick musing on the woman in his life, which is presumably his fiance Whitney Alford, whom he has been in relationship with since his high school days, which is really fucking cute. Mm. And I'm jealous. Kendrick uses this ballad to ask the essential questions to his partner to solidify the most important aspect of their relationship, love. So Mm -hmm. Kendrick has kept his relationship with Alfred under wraps for a majority of his career. It wasn't until 2016 that word got out that he was engaged. And the title theme and smooth mood of love completely juxtaposes the preceding song, Lust, which is more abrasive. The titles themselves are complete contrasts as a concept of love is deep, an intimate emotion one feels for another while lust encompasses all the physical and sexual desires lust is also one of the seven deadly sins as we mentioned is love one of the seven heavenly virtues uh it is it is not among the virtues it is okay. it's just yeah it's just kind of like it, maybe it's like its own entity or whatever yeah yeah because it because uh for reference it goes uh lust gluttony greed sloth wrath envy pride and then chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. Interesting. Yes. I will keep this tab open because we've, we've been talking about it a little bit. I like closed it yeah. and then you're like, what about those virtues? And I'm like, fuck, I can't get back to it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I love this song. I think it is very dreamy. Mm-hmm. I love zakari's voice and kendrick's voice in the song and it's just it's just it's very dreamy it's very trancy it's very floaty it is like it is very trancy i'm like i can't even think of like where i'm like thinking about the song i can't even like form words to like describe it but i just think it's very it's a very beautiful song it's fun to sing um yeah i love love so <laughs> kind of like uh kind of like uh, one of the other songs on this album i think it's what is what is there, there's one that's more positive um than than the other so i think it's um not is not loyalty i think it might have been might have been loyalty that i was talking about 
but like it, this is definitely one of the one of the the, the higher points of mm-hmm. damn because he's because he's saying like i want to be with you i want like, to be with yeah, you, you. Mm. i want to be with so give me a run for my money i like that me um, too hold up we're gonna function no assumptions feeling like tyson with it knock it out twice i'm with it it is and oz also it's like very in line with um when like when it comes to rap albums and you're like oh this one's my favorite because like this one is is like the most melodic mm-hmm. and like i see definitely why you like it like it's like dreamy and it's like it's it's very not saying that like it's sam only likes pleasant songs sam only likes to be happy because we know that we know that you're a sad girl we know that you like yeah you have, i am a sad girl and i could throw it back i could throw it down oh yeah hey, you know if you got if you got it you got it I, I i don't i sound like the tin man before he has like oil in his joints i'm like no nope, if i go down <laughs> it's, it's gonna rock like thunder but i'm not gonna come back up my fucking knees are shot dude so oh man but like it's it's very the song is very very nice he's saying all all feeling go out this feeling don't drought this party won't end if i didn't ride blade on curb would you still love me if i minimize my net worth would you still love me so he's sort of like doubting he's like uh would you keep it 100 i'd rather you trust me than to like love love me me. it's it's so nice I really mm-hmm. like this one. This is like a trancy one, and you'll just float away with it. Yep. Oh man, coming up to uh, track eleven, XXX featuring U two. I was surprised by this one because, like, I was like when I was looking through the tracks, like literally, I did a, I just, I did a list, I did a listen through, and like just to like hear it, listen to it, get the vibe, and then I went back through again to really like dig into it i looked at the mm-hmm. track titles and i was like you too yeah like, i was kind of as well yeah i know what <laughs> yeah oh so you mean that guy whose album i got on my ipod that i didn't want it wasn't bad i just didn't ask for it i'm not saying yeah me too yeah because i know that you two is very powerful <laughs> and influential and also their music is great um, yeah that's, that's beside the point so um Kendrick says, uh, in, in regard to this album, he, he, he says it in Rolling Stone. He's saying, we had a different record we were supposed to be doing together. He sent it over, he being, uh, I think it was Bono. And he said, I laid some ideas to it and we didn't know where it was going. I just happened to have an album coming out. So I just asked Bono, yo, you would, would you do me the honor of letting me use this record? Use the idea that I want to put together because I'm hearing a certain type of 808, a certain drum to it. And he was open to it. I, and I think that's so cool is that you're just like, oh man, I want to, I want to use this song and I want to sample it. Cause you know, there's the thing of like, it's sort of like the workaround for copyright when it comes mm-hmm. to using music, whether it's like, well, what is that called? Is it like, just like you, like you mix it or anyone has like a particular, um, like, like sampling. I think so. Yeah. I I think sampling is when you literally take the song as the artist did it and you put it. You take like snippets. Yeah. Right. But then you kind of run into that copyright issue of, oh, you just, you just took their song and you put it in yours. But then 
it, there's the other thing of like where you kind of like do your own little cover of it kind of and you put it in your song so you're singing it you're just kind of using it so it's like in a different area so oh, I, feel, I see what you mean yeah so he's like oh i, I, I want to use this so bad and just imagine being like hello bono of you two can i please use your song and he's like okay yeah like that's what so the, wild that shit's power dude like mm -hmm. it just that that's where that's where kendrick is up here and other people are like down here where you're like yep. oh yeah that, and i think that's fucking crazy uh but so in regards to the song in the first verse kendrick begins by addressing moral ambiguity uh noting that even the best of us are capable of evil if the conditions are right kendrick uh brags about his accomplishments on the street before a friend calls him for advice on a, the devastating death of his son uh the usually meditative kendrick pushes him to take violent revenge uh the second verse provides the worldly context for this violence continuing the nihilistic themes found on pride like just Damn yeah exactly like before before you even before you even even get into it like xxx and everything like the beat drop in the song is 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 fucking dirty mm -hmm. like it, it, again it starts with that like men's choir like it's it's very like again like you're like floating on a clown and all of a sudden it just drops so hard where it's like you know new kung fu kenny you're like oh shit Mm -hmm. it's it goes hard i i like it, it does as far as the lyrics go uh he's saying because oh so he he, he says k dot um k dot is in reference to kendrick that i think that used to be his name when he was like starting out so when it says that uh he, he's talking about this guy said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds he was sobbing he was mobbing the way belligerent and drunk talking out his head philosophizing on what the lord has done he said k dot can you pray for me um and then later he he literally says uh i can't sugarcoat the answer for you this is how i feel if somebody kill my son that means somebody's getting killed so he's like being like this is this is just this is just what i do um and he and then he later goes on to say ain't no black power when your baby killed by a coward i can't even keep the peace don't you fuck with one of ours and so like it just mm. it just sort of like flips on its head um but then also it comes back into the uh the theme of pray for me i think this this is a really good this song is a really good example of like how this entire album it, it kind of feels like a concept album in a lot of ways mm -hmm. that showcase in addition to the seven deadly sins sort of like other common like emotions and feelings that people experience in their daily life like yeah how you know it we went from pride to humble to love to lust and mm -hmm. now this one which basically is like you know encouraging violence when two songs above you know we were talking about love it, it's like such a stark contrast song to song but i think it really sort of ties in this theme of i guess just like duality. different people and do yeah the duality of man mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think I think it's brilliant this concept that he's put together. Oh yeah, it is. 
and I, and, I, and I really like it because you can like feel the theme like this album has a through line that if you're paying attention and you're listening to the lyrics you can feel and you can follow along with and you know just like in in order like yeah like you were saying uh pride in humble loyalty feel um like then there's the biblical sort of songs that's like um yeah and uh the one that we're coming up to next which is fear because it talks about you know job from the bible and like what's the one with fucking deuteronomy like that oh, one. Oh yeah yeah was that was that element oh no 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 no. sorry that was that was yeah that which which is which is deuteronomy which is like very very apt so it's yeah. like it's it, it goes up and down with it's like sort of like theme and it's tone while it's tone stays similar you're like you're taking on a journey with this one and so yeah it, it is definitely it certainly feels like a concept album like you said mm-hmm. oh but so before i move on in xxx uh there's a part at literally uh 228 where it goes from like this like super hard beat and basically saying like talking to this guy saying like i would if people did this, I, w- I would kill people. Like he says, let somebody touch my mom. I touch my sister, my dad, my nephew, my brother. And he says like, oh, I'll call you back. And then all of a sudden it changes. And he's like, all right, kids, we're going to talk about gun control. And it sort of flips because the beat, it's like two different songs because the, the song itself is four minutes and 14 seconds and at 228 right in the middle of the song it turns into something completely different like he's like saying mm-hmm. hail mary jesus joseph the great american flag is wrapped and dragged with explosive compulsive disorder sons and daughters barricaded blocks and borders like it's so it it goes from like like full force not violence but like vengeance to lament and yeah. like you know, he's saying like employees and bosses with homicidal thoughts. But is America honest or do we bask in skin, uh, sin, pass the gin? He also says you overnight the big rif- rifles and then tell Fox to be scared of us. Like it's it's very XXX is the embodiment of duality. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, it's nasty. I like it. N- it, it is. N- nasty in, in, in the best of ways. That's just, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I just didn't I just didn't want to get it twisted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so coming to the next one from XXX, we come to fear. Which fear is my num is my number one. Um, tell me tell me about it though. T- tell me about why I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. So just before for clarification, that's pronounced Job, not Job. 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 Yeah. Job. Okay. So in fear, he mentions Job from the Bible. He was known for being incredibly pious and God decided to test him by destroying everything he has, including his kids. If he remains faithful, God would give him twofold what he had before, also including children. Yeah. But like, can I tell you how fucked up that is? Um, is he's like, I basically, he was testing Job's faithfulness and like, yeah, like, like you said, if he remains faithful, God will give him double, but like new kids though. What about the old kids? He already liked the old kids. You killed them. Do you bring them right. back from the dead? No, you just go, no, this is, this is fruitfulness and fertility and oh, children are a blessing, but you killed his old ones. Right. And and also like not taking the children into account. If the children were not like an option, 
God would give him twofold what he had before. Let's just say he was like, you know, talking about money or whatever. Yeah. I'd rather have my children not die than twice as much money as I have, you but know? That, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, again, I like to say that if you're reading this from a metaphorical storytelling standpoint and not taking into factors of reality, then you yeah. go, okay, maybe. I don't know. Like if you were just like, I'm going to, Job, I'm going to burn down your house. I'm going to kill all of your goats and someone will steal all of your money. And if you go, oh, Lord Jesus, oh, God, please help me. And then fucking, you know, they got to be like, Why oh. did you turn Scottish there? I don't know. It's more Irish. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus. Oh, Christ almighty. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so That's you, good. yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like that where it's like, yeah, fucking, you just he killed your kids and you have to go, oh please God, bring them back. And he goes, oh sorry, they're dead. Here's some more kids. And then his wife, his wife has to make twice as many children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was no. that was just sort of my rant, uh, my rant about uh, Bible stories because we already talked about Jonah and the whale and King Solomon and the baby. No, I agree. So in the spoken word outro at the end of the song, mm -hmm. there's a voicemail only on the streaming and vinyl version of the song. Mm -hmm. Carl is quoting Amos three in Hebrews twelve from the Bible interesting yeah and, and so what he says um at the end is it's sort of like you know he he's he's like a it's like a sermon almost is where he says you know verse two says you only have a i known of all the families on the earth i will punish you for all your in iniquities so until we come back to these commandments until you come back to these commandments that we're going to be in this place. We're going to be under this curse. And that comes back up again to Yah with Deuteronomy saying that he even says, and Deuteronomy say that we all been cursed. I know he walks the earth. So it's sort of, again, it is playing into that fear. So, and fear is sort of like mortality and for his for his life because he's saying all this money is god playing a joke on me is it for the moment and will joe uh and will he see me as job like saying like oh all of a sudden snap of his fingers everything's gone take it from mm. me and leave me worse than i was before at 27 my biggest fear was losing it all scared to spend money had me sleeping from hall to hall and like you kind of wonder he even he even mentions rihanna he's he even said i read a case about rihanna's accountant and wondered how did the bad girl feel when she looked at them numbers like her accountant was stealing from her i think uh, the type of shit that'll make me flip out and just kill something drill something get ill and fill ratchets with a little something is he in a castle or is he building a uh, a deck of like a, a deck of cards and is it gonna fall right. fall down soon right exactly yeah so and you know also recognizing from the religious standpoint that it's like we've all been cursed so bad things can happen he's saying i'm talking fear fear that my humbleness is gone that love ain't living here no more that it's wickedness or weakness whatever it is both distinctive and then again tapping into what happens on earth stays on earth right so it's like it's very heavy 
but like as as far as it being like one of my favorites like i it's i don't know what it is you would think that it would be some of the other ones where i'm like talking about it so heavily like lust with that like inverted beat or like humble that's like so hard and you just like want to rock to it it's mm-hmm. like not only is fear more introspective in that way it's it's beat is very like it's like another like slow one it has like a very steady even beat you know what i mean where it's like the emphasis that is being put into the song is more heavily on the lyrics than anything else like the beat is plain and so it, it only highlights and lifts up what Kendrick has to say, rather like humble, where you're like, oh my fucking God, this beat goes hard. And then you listen to the lyrics. Whereas like in this one, the lyrics are at the forefront. Right, exactly. That's just what I think. Yeah, no, this one's groovy for sure. But in this song, he even says, one of the common themes about Damn is that Kendrick feels as if nobody's praying for him. This is demonstrated in the song Feel. And on this one where he's, you know, on the dancing on the knife's edge, is he going to lose it all? Uh, he feels he's lost his faith and questions God as to why he has to suffer. God damn you, God damn me, God damn us, God damn we, and God damn us all. But that brings us to track 13, which is titled God. God. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, What can you tell me about it, Sam? So in God, Kendrick flaunts his successes, how it feels, and why he works so hard. Throughout the Mm -hmm. track, Kendrick compares the sensation to, quote, what God feels like. Mm. In the first verse, he talks himself up with all of his achievements, only to be reminded that he's a mortal man in the second verse on. In a sense, he is reminding other rappers who see themselves as God that they're not in charge. Mm. I love the beat of this one. Oh my god. It kind of reminds me of um like in in the tone, I think it was the songs from the Post Malone album that we did where it's like uh what is it? It was the songs Wow and then I think it was Saint Tropez where it's literally mm-hmm. just like posties, he's having fun, he's flexing, he's like doing his thing. And then Yeah. I think this is also another fucking duality is that like fear is talking about like what can be taken from him and then this is like another like flex song where he's like this is a sensation of what god feels like is he's like he's being like oh my god like god is gonna is gonna do this he's gonna take away all my shit and i'm gonna be at the bottom again and this one he's like Oh my God, shooting up the charts. Better run, man. Y'all got to see that I won, man. Sick as El Del Barge with the finger waves. Work it. Like he's like, mm. he is going hard. And like, like you say, mm-hmm. with the beat, like I, it sort of has that like trancey sort of like musical element to like the beginning of it. It has like a slower beat. It is, it is a bop. It is a bop and a, and yep. a half. It really is, for sure. Great song, great song. There's really, there's really not not a whole lot to to really dig into as far as like the <laughs> the moral quandary that we've been like fucking debating and uh, pondering on, like Socrates over here. Like we're Socrates mm-hmm. and Aristotle. You can just, you know, we're calling our shots right now. But like in this one, Kendrick is straight up just like uh, I kill him with kindness, or I kill him with diamonds, or I put up like fifteen hundred, get your ass killed. <laughs> by the finest and i'm just like damn kendrick shit yeah yeah shit that that's that's like play money that is like silly fucking do whatever you feel like money you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh sam for sure if if you had like 
a hundred thousand. No, no, not even a hundred thousand. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? What would you do first? Mm. Like, like first thing you're like, oh my God, I'm doing this right now. Or, oh my God, I'm buying this thing right now. Um, paying off my student loans. Okay. That's boring. Say something else <laughs> after, um, after that, because that's assumed. Probably buy my parents' house or buy the oh, rest of their mortgage. Oh, that's sweet. And then I'd go to Disney World. Can I come to Disney World? Of course. Okay. All right. No, you know what? I'd probably go to Disneyland Paris. Disney or Paris? Tokyo Disney. Oh. Or fuck. Hong Kong Disney. Because Tok- I want to go to Hong Kong really bad. Oh my God. Fucking Derek. What a bitch. He's in Tokyo right now. I'm so jealous he's in Tokyo. God. Yeah. I so, be there. Hey guys, um, go check out the uh, video game orchestra. And then also, what is it that Derek plays in? It's like the it's like the Sonic Symphony. Yep. Is that what it's literally called? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I got it right by accident. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam's brother, Derek, plays in the video game orchestra and then also the Sonic Symphony. And he's in Japan right now, uh, like rehearsing and doing a show. This dude has been to like Brazil. And where else has he been? Was it like Thailand, Thailand Germany, Malaysia, Mal- fucking Malaysia. And I'm like, I went to the store today. <laughs> I bought eggs. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I went to work today. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. If I had a million dollars, um, aside from paying off my student loans and then I would pay for things for my parents, blah blah blah. Shit for me though? Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm going on I'm going on vacation. Like I wanna go see shit. I wanna go to Greece. I wanna go mm. to Japan. Cause that's like that's what I am. So um, I personally am Greek, Irish, French, Canadian, and Puerto Rican. I've already been to Puerto Rico once. I was at my mom's house and she had mm. a lot of roosters that I wanted to commit fucking murder to because they were crowing and, and screaming into the night and I couldn't go to sleep. Mm. But I would never harm an animal. I would not do that. But I had some very some very mean thoughts. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was gorgeous there. I got to see the island and it was amazing. But like Greece, Japan, I want to go to the Netherlands. Ooh, we're, we're mm. yeah. Or you could, we're, we could do like a carnival cruise and like just go to like multiple places. I feel like that would be pretty tight. I can't do a cruise. Because of the boat? No, I'm afraid of getting a norovirus. What the fuck is that? It's the stomach bug where you're like throwing up and like pissing out of your asshole at the same time. You're probably, I mean, you probably wouldn't. Like, how often does that happen? It just happened on a, I can't remember what cruise ship it was. Also, what are you eating? Like very recently, an ice cube, sorry. Okay. I'm like, ooh, Jolly Ranchers because I'm fat. And you're like, no, ice. Don't chew those. Those hurt your teeth. I'm not chewing them. My throat hurts. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. So I'm just kind of like letting it sit. It's okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but yeah, no, it happened on a cruise ship like really recently. Like yeah, it was in the news the other day. It might have been a carnival cruise. Oh, my God. What's the other one? Royal Caribbean? My, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, like this Royal Caribbean. I don't know. Like I took a fucking um, Norwegian Dawn 
uh, cruise. And uh, so one more funny story before we get to the last track, which is Duckworth. Um, I remember it was like when I was like 12 or 13 before I had like a real grasp on the concept of like money and how much things cost is that I was on a cruise with my dad and it was great. But like I was like a really awkward teenager and I had like a, a very like a super heavy, awkward face. So I didn't know how to talk to people. And then um, I had like a car, like a, it was kind of like a charge card, but like that was connected to my dad's room and finances and shit like that. And mm-hmm. I, I really loved going in the arcade and they had a guitar hero machine and I had like the top four spots on Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock on the song uh, Joe Centriani surfing with the alien like that. <laughs> I had the top four spots on that machine. And then my dad was like, bro, you cost me like 1500 fucking dollars on that in the arcade. And I was like, yeah, because I because all I knew is that I scanned the card and then I could play the game again. And then he, he didn't he didn't tell me how much it was, but obviously he was mad, and I felt I still feel guilty to this day. And he only recently told me how much money it was, and I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Yeah, it was a lot, but I'm glad you had fun." And I'm like, "Oh my god, Dad, I'm so sorry." Aww, that's <laughs> yeah. sweet. Oh my god, yeah, I it's, it's like fucking. You know that meme where Squidward's like eyes shatter open, like the, like the glass sound where he's in bed. Yeah, like th- those are the thoughts that keep me up at night. I'm like, I spent how much on the arcade on a cruise ship? <laughs> that's like a mortgage payment, dog. That's like that's like rent. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, holy shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent over. Um, so we come to the final song, which is Duckworth, which is actually <laughs> Kendrick's last name. Lamar is his middle name. Kendrick Lamar Ooh. Duckworth. So unlike Post Malone, where that you know Post Malone, he got it from like a name generator, even though it sounds dope as hell. But like you know whatever Duckworth, and it also is in reference to like his cousin. So you know how like his cousin was like doing that like sermon, sort of like referencing Bible verses and stuff like that. Like you know mm-hmm. th- there's his his cousin. Um, so, you know, Duckworth is a street tale about how Anthony Topdog Tiffith, which I mentioned earlier, was planning a second robbery at a local KFC where Kendrick's father, nicknamed Ducky, was working back in the 90s. Uh, the robbery could have resulted in Ducky's death, but his generosity calls caused Topdog to refrain from harming him. This happened many years before Top Dog would coincidentally sign a 15-year-old Kendrick to his label. So it's it's like it's like a it's a small world. This dude tries to rob your dad, and then uh, later on down the road, he signs you to his record label. That's like really, that's, that's like really that's ironic. A full circle but, moment. Yeah, that's like very sweet. But yeah, so Top Dog Entertainment that is the brand that he is signed to, and then like I said, Duckworth. That's his last. That's his last name. On the song uh, Untitled 2, 6-23-2014, Kendrick touches on his relationship uh, with Top and how uh, dangerous he can be. He even said, me and Top is like Kobe and Phil, a father figure. Fuck with him, you get killed. Fuck with me, he'll kill you himself. And it's like, oh, shit, okay, he's real. And that's me saying that I'm like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, don't fuck with, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't fuck with, uh, with Top. But the producer for the song Duckworth, a Ninth Wonder, samples Ted Taylor's 1978 song Be Ever Wonderful, Hiatus Coyote's 2015 track Atari, uh, 
Exactly. I'll, I'll talk about Hayati's Coyote in a second. A 1976's Ostavi Trag by September. Uh, 1975's Let the Drums Speak by the Flatback Band. And 1972's Mole on the Dole by Climax Blues Band. And so it's it's like it's like it's like taking a lot of pieces. This is sort of like a hodgepodge um, of just mm-hmm. to, to come like you know he Frankenstein himself like a really really great song. But would you say that it is apt uh, that Hiatus Coyote is a is music for musicians? Yeah, I I was on I was on a panel with uh, Zach Callison. Well, no, I was on it. I went to it. He was there. I, I listened to him talk. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what, he, what he said. He's like, oh, I fucking love Hiatus Coyote. Coyote. What is it like? Isn't there one called, called like Breathing Underwater or something like that? I love that song. It's so good. I only know that because for like two years, that's all Derek would sing. Like just like randomly. I'd be like, what is that? He's like, oh, Hiatus Coyote. <laughs> yeah. He does that all the time. Oh, my God. But so like on the song, the beat is like, is like very bouncy. There's a lot of like elements to it. Like, you know, there's like lots of like layering there. there there's so much going on with it, which I, yeah. what I love the most about it is that this is another song that he does not let up. He does, it, he keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going. I'm like, dude, take a breath. When will like, when, like you have to slow down at some point. And it's just so full. This song is like busting at the seams with like stories and like real stories, like how he's saying, you know, Ducky was well aware that, uh, well aware they robbed the manager and shot a customer last year. Free chicken every time Anthony posted in line, two extra biscuits. Anthony liked him and then let him slide. He's not speaking from his like, like metaphorically he is like this is my life these things happen to me i'm telling them to you clearly eloquently and with like so much more and i it is it is just it is it is awesome Hmm. actually yeah i go no go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say the intros go so hard mm-hmm. the vocals are stunning and I also love like the slow fifties style beat in there before the beat drops. It's so good. Boom. It is incredible. Yeah, like so sort of like the fifty like where would you say like the fifty style really kicks in for you? I like that. Um let's see. It's, it, it sort of starts out when it's like where it, like where it has like the why, why, why like when like the the, the bass chord kicks in with like the boo doo boo boom. Like it seems like it's gonna like turn into like a different thing. Like I don't know, like the rest of the band is gonna kick, like all of a sudden there's gonna be like a snare and a hi hat and like you're just gonna like kick it into high gear. But he literally says, you know, we're gonna put it in reverse. Darling, I yeah. told you many times. Like it's that's like the part. I'd say like twenty five seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to remind it's you, like that, sweetheart. Yeah, something mm-hmm. about that drum beat. It just gives it like a fifties feel. But I love it. So good. It's fucking crazy. And then Olamar, hail Mary and marijuana. Time good. Times is hard. Amazing. Like that. I like that it's it's classic it's timeless mm. chef kiss can't get enough chef's of it. kiss mm. yep but this one this this track is is amazing duckworth i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna replace it 
I'm going to say that Duckworth is my is my number three. XXX is my number four. I'm changing up. Wow. Final, final decision. Yep. Mm, going for it. Going in for it. It snaps all around. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fear, humble, Duckworth. That is that is that is my final answer, but that uh, with my final answer, that is the final song and final point to this album, and we really hope that you stuck around for uh, all of this beautiful Kendrick Lamar content that we have cooked up for you. We've put it in our you know under our little microscope. We've deep dived into it, peeled it apart, layered it, and. Uh, you know, like a deck of cards, we put it, shuffled it back all together. And it is just awesome. Cannot get enough of, of Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Thank you for suggesting this mm-hmm. one. The la- I think the last two albums that like that we've done literally are rap albums. Yeah, I I don't, I mentioned this in the last episode too, which is part one. Yeah. I don't listen to rap that much, but something about this one is just, it, you know. It got you. It got me. It's beyond its time. It's mm-hmm. it's just so well done. So what so what you're saying is is that for people who don't even listen to rap, damn is a is a must listen. Yep. Exactly. Ooh, all right. I love that. And so that is it has the uh it has the Samantha seal of approval. You know I like rap. I I am I am I listen to some, you know, like Boys to Men, Bone Thongs and Harmony, fucking NWA, Old Dirty Bastards, Slick Rick, Skilo, Snoop Dogg, Sugar Hill Gang. That is my my bread and butter. Hell yeah. I don't listen to it all the time, but you know, I I, I try to keep it in my rotation. Like it's 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 there. Um but that is going to be it for us, you guys. We will see you in the next episode. And I believe, if I am correct, the next episode is going to be a song when because you know, like going back to our little formula. Typically we do a concept, like something that is like really broad that we can, uh, you know, roll around in and find some fun parts. Uh, we do albums and artists, which are typically our longest episodes because there's mm-hmm. so much. And then we go over like songs that we like. And for some reason, those aren't any shorter than <laughs> than like our concept albums because we just love to talk. And obviously you're we looking do. at the counter right now and it shows. this is part two of damn so let's just put put that out there make sure you listen to part one listen to part one please or if you're listening to this in the future and somehow you found yourself on part two go back to part one if you're on part one listen to part two please hooray Makes, mm-hmm. it, makes your world go around. But other things that you can listen to is this is not the only place that you can listen to us. There are many other places that you can listen to us in many other formats. Sam, could you inform them and instruct them on where to go and to grace them with our beautiful voices? Yes, yes. You can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast. You can Ooh. also find us on Twitter or X at Beso Profundo underscore. Ooh, that's two. Or you can go on our website, which is BesoProfundoPodcast.com, and you can email us. All You can email us suggestions, all of your thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. anything. And that's at Beso Profundo podcast at gmail.com yeah we would love to hear from you we are super loving of our fans and we want to make our podcast as accessible to everyone as possible which is why if you go to basoprofundopodcast.com you go to our episodes page there will be a page for each one of our episodes and that if you go to that there is a link even if you don't have spotify apple music fucking 
I don't know, you don't have uh, a boob tube or you don't listen to us on like any other platforms, you can go there, you can listen to us. And I really hope you have a great time because we love the show. We love doing it. And not only that, we love you more. So please listen to our show and uh, rate us five stars, recommend us to your friends, tell everyone about it. And we're not stopping. Ain't no way you can stop us. Keep us down and we're going to keep rolling. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you later. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Bye.